Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Wednesday night, football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel with NFL insider John McMullen, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Go to statesidevodka.com, use the key phrase, Jacob, get 15% off of a one-liter bottle delivered right to your door if you're in Pennsylvania. As we, come, as we bring you into uh, our show tonight, we spend a lot of time across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, starting with Birds 365 and then going into the middle with Aton Shander, Harry Mays, uh, and Barrett Brooks, and then leading into the National Football Show with Dan Cilio, and then, of course, Football 24-7, nightly now during football season, uh, and then, of course, uh, the live post-game show, and then, of course, the live post post-game show so a lot of content is created uh, as part of the Jacob Media Network here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel so and during, and when we produce that content we get a an opportunity to uh, talk about uh, players um, signing new contracts we get an opportunity to talk about the ebb and flow of decision making by the general managers uh, and, and that leads us into the open of our football 24-7 tonight with NFL insider John McMullen. Uh, we here at Jacob Media uh, are pleased to announce a brand new uh, contract for NFL insider John McMullen, uh, some expanded additional responsibilities uh, for John McMullen a brand new digital network that we're going to begin to build during the football season with big plans for 2022. Uh, and on that introduction, John, uh, terms of the contract are not available <laughs> for those who are interested. Uh, but I do want to say uh, on behalf of all of our subscribers, all of our viewers, uh, all of the many fans of John McMullen going back to or throughout your incredible history, 
Uh, and all of those perhaps who don't agree with you uh, on a daily basis, um, I do want to take this moment to uh, congratulate you, to welcome you, and to say to you publicly, uh, we are extremely excited uh, about um, where we're going uh, and 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 with our new deal. So uh, on that, I'll give you uh, I'll give you yeah, uh, opening remarks. I, well, yeah, I didn't know we were going to announce it. I just hope I'm not overexposed, Krausey. You know, people could get sick of me. You know, not overexposed. <laughs> not overexposed at all, Johnny Mac. Super excited uh, uh, to have uh, you leading uh, the Jacob Media YouTube channel uh, and the network. Uh, into a full-blown opportunity uh, now and going uh, forward. So on that note, welcome aboard. Now let's get back into your comfort zone where you are comfortable here on football uh, 24-7. I don't know how much has um, happened, if anything at all, uh, since we were here uh, last night and we did our Tuesday night edition uh, of football 24-7. Bring us up to speed uh, if if in fact there's anything to talk about that was different from last night? Uh, not much. The coordinators did speak today uh, via Zoom virtually. Uh, media was not at the NovaCare complex today. As I mentioned, everything kicks back a day because of Monday night football. Eagles-Cowboys in North Texas Monday night. So typically this would be the big practice day of the week. That's now Thursday. Uh, and everything kicks back, obviously, practice uh, Friday and Saturday as well. Uh, but the coordinators did speak today more about what happened against San Francisco. Uh, not much about Dallas yet. So it's interesting because obviously that's the Eagles' biggest rival, uh, certainly from most Eagles fans' perspective. Uh, maybe because it's the disjointed week, we haven't been down there yet. Doesn't seem like the typical Eagles-Cowboys week yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. I know on the other side, John, down in Arlington, uh, there is a lot of talk about uh, the Eagles <clears throat> coming into town. Perhaps it's merely because, and I don't believe this to be true, but it's merely because it's the home opener for yeah, the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. It's their first opportunity um, for the 2021 season to play in Jerry's world uh, in front of a house that'll be so full you won't be able to get another body into the building. And those those bodies that don't get into the building, that those 10,000 people uh, will be sitting out in the parking lot watching the game on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, Jody McDonald and I were talking about this on Birds 365 this morning, talking about some of the better home field advantages in the NFL. You really never hear Dallas since the opening of, 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 of that gorgeous stadium, which is unbelievably beautiful, can seat 100,000 people. I think it's a little too big, to be honest. And the more intimate, the more intimate you can get. People talk about Seattle all the time. People talk about Kansas City, um, where fans, especially in Seattle, it almost goes up, and and people are sitting uh, almost on top of the field. Uh, the legendary twelfth man, Lincoln Financial Field, is a huge home field advantage since. Uh, since Jerry Jones has opened that stadium, the Cowboys really haven't had this huge home field advantage. And I think, to be honest, it's a little bit too big. 
it really is. And um, we'll see. I always say home field advantage. You know, people talk about it. Well, there's a correlation usually. Um, you know, Seattle's had a good team for years. Kansas City obviously has a great team. The Eagles had a good team for years. You got to be good. And then maybe you can get a home field advantage. If you don't have a good football team, you're not going to have a home field advantage. And the Cowboys have just been – they haven't been bad, but they've just been sort of mediocre for, for a long time now. So right. I, I, I wouldn't be worried about the home field advantage that much if you play well, uh, but the Eagles have to play well on top of it. Take a look at a short. <laughs> take a look at a short body of work for the last five in Arlington against the Birds. Uh, the Cowboys have won five of the last seven matchups have gone to the Cowboys. So, with that being said and that being stated, the Eagles come into the game uh, on Monday night, big prime time national uh, television game. Uh, Four-point dogs coming in. I know that doesn't really factor in uh, to our conversation on football twenty-four-seven, but it's a it's it, it's a uh, it's a reality for most people who are watching the game, enjoying the game, analyzing <laughs> the game, uh, and evaluating the game. Dallas right now has the upper hand or has the edge on this football team. We're not playing from the lead going into this game. Um, look, look, I, I don't think there's any clear cut, uh, leader in this division, um, more so after the first two games. Um, and I, I don't look at any of these teams other than perhaps the New York giants kind of falling to the back. Anybody's going to run away with this division as a whole. We've talked about this division in recent years, I think we're in that same category. I think any of the three teams, the Eagles, uh, the Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys could win the division. Um, and a lot of that will depend as it did last year on attrition. The Cowboys were pretty much out of it once Dak Prescott got injured. Now the Eagles had been healthy. They went through this whole process in the summer of, of resting veteran players, not playing anyone to get to week one as healthy as possible. Well, week two, the attrition started to show up in the form of Brandon Graham and Brandon Brooks, and that's what the NFL is. So a lot of it is going to be, you know, who's going to be nine and eight? Who's going to win 10 games? Who's going to go that extra mile? I think the Eagles have a strong uh, case to make for themselves, just as the Dallas Cowboys do. So this is going to be a very important game to give somebody a leg up in this division. You know, the way the schedule plays out, and I don't have the, I don't have my schedule uh, in front of me, but a majority of the division games are backloaded. You know, they, they sit on yeah. the backside of the schedule. I, I know that they play Dallas Monday and then they, and then they don't see Dallas until the final, until the final game of the regular season. Um, I don't know what that means, but it's there. It's a reality. It's part of the schedule. Now, they do that on purpose. The NFL changed that a number of years ago to try to make everything as meaningful as possible down the stretch. There were teams that were not tanking seasons like the NBA, but 
tanking, you know, the the last few games, if it meant uh, you'd have a better draft choice. Some people argued the Eagles did that last year, and that's yeah. why they ended up with Devontae Smith. Um, and obviously the New York Giants were very upset by that. So they backloaded the schedule with division games with the thought process being, and correctly so, by the way, uh, the thought process being, teams are less likely to just lay down against division rivals. And I think it was a smart move by the NFL as a whole. They do that for every division, uh, every team in this league. So the Eagles have, you know, September 27th is Monday night and they have Dallas. Uh, And then they don't have another divisional game until November 28th when they go to MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants. Uh, that's how long it is. So two months, basically, until they see, see another NFC SPO. Then they play the Jets. They have the back-to-back games at MetLife Stadium. Uh, then they have a bye. And then the final four games, all inside the division, Washington, Giants again, Washington, Dallas, uh, week 18. Now there's 18 weeks instead of 17 weeks. So January 9th, Dallas Cowboys will be at Lincoln Financial Field. And if it's as close as it projects to be in this division, that could mean everything. Compensation and adjustment, Johnny Mack, heading into the game on uh, Monday night. Uh, We know about Brandon Graham. We know about Brandon Brooks. We don't know at this point at least I don't think so, um, whether or not Zach Ertz will ultimately clear COVID-19 protocol and be able to be on the 53 when we get to Monday. But if you just use those three players, uh, use the names of those three players, um, they're going to have some sort of a significant factor into the outcome of this game. Oh, no question. That's three of the Eagles' best players, three of their veteran players. Um, You saw Landon Dickerson struggle in his NFL debut when he had to be jumped in, thrown in the deep end of the pool, so to speak, uh, for Brandon Brooks. Now I think he'll be a little bit better with a week to prepare, understanding he'll be at practice, understanding he'll be the starter most likely Monday night in Dallas. Um And that is going to be interesting. Jonathan Gannon spoke today. How do you replace Brandon Graham? He said it's going to take more than one player. I I agree with that. That's their best edge defender. Uh, He's been one of the best edge defenders in the NFL as a whole over the past number of years. Um, Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat, you know, I think people assume, okay, just have one of those play the other side. That's not always as easy as you think. They're both more comfortable at right defensive end. Uh, Now they would have to flip over one of them and play left defensive end. And I'm sure that's the way the Eagles will go to start it out for the majority of the snaps. But Ryan Kerrigan is going to have to help as well. And even Melton Williams, who the Eagles kind of drafted to be the heir apparent to Brandon Graham. They think he's got the same body type same sort of skill set to be able to play outside and inside. 
uh, even though unlike BG, uh, Brandon's natural position is defensive end and he kicks inside. Milton's natural position is defensive tackle and he kicks outside. But he'll be a part of it as well. And maybe you have to ramp up his his playing time and his development a little bit quicker than you would like. But the Eagles are probably going to need him, bottom line. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Don't forget, again, to go to statesidevodka.com, use the keyword Jacob, and save 15% on a one-liter bottle. Offensively, John, we'll, I guess we'll start to see, um, as the team goes back to work, we'll start to see what head coach Nick Sirianni learned from uh, – the game uh, against San Francisco will start to understand how Jalen Hurts processed it all. Um, and then we'll get a good look as to whether or not Jalen Hurts will throw the football over the middle. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. I think it's a little bit of a mystery. We got to talk to Shane Steichen. and anybody who's watched probably Shane Steichen in press conferences knows you're not going to get a lot from him. Um, kind of said the same thing as Nick Sirianni. It's about what the defense is giving you. But look, I mean, you can watch any NFL game. You're not going to see many where the football isn't thrown to the middle of the field at times. There's only so much you can do as far as taking away certain things. The Eagles are purposefully, clearly, through the first two weeks, not throwing the football in the middle of the field. There's one pass over the first two games between the hash marks. That's it. So, I, I you know, I mean, at some point, they're going to have to come to the conclusion that we got to take the training wheels off, the shrink wrap off, however you want to describe it, and see if Jalen Hurts can handle this. Uh, to me, it seems like, Look, when you throw the football over the middle of the field, Krause, and you're not accurate, you're you're there's you're susceptible to turnovers because the ball can be tipped and go up in the air. There's a lot of traffic that tends to turn in interceptions. You certainly don't want to go that direction. But if you go all the way back to Jeffrey Lurie when he fired Doug Peterson. He claimed there was this disconnect. Doug Peterson wanted to go out and win games. He thought the Eagles were ready to compete. And Jeffrey Lurie said, no, we're in the transition phase. We have to figure out what we're going to do with the quarterback position. Well, if that's the case, you've got to figure out what to do with the quarterback position. And if you're not going to let the quarterback do what he needs to do to prove to you that he could be the future of this team, what are we doing? What are we here for? Uh, and that, to me, is is an interesting disconnect because Nick Sirianni is trying to win Monday night in Dallas. In theory, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie want to figure out if Jalen Hurts is going to be the future of this team as the quarterback. How do you do that if you're protecting him, if you have the kid gloves on? I think it's an interesting conversation that's going to be had at some point if things continue to go the way they're going. I know a couple of weeks back you sat down and did a one-on-one -on -one with Jalen Hurts, so this may or may not have even been part of, you know, your opportunity to, when you sat down uh, with the quarterback. 
Um, but do you think now that Jalen doesn't like the plays that are being called? Is there any way to know that answer? No, I don't think there is. Um, I certainly don't think he had a problem uh, week one when you're successful. I, I did ask him after the Niners game because Nick Sirianni had mentioned he was out first after the Niners game and mentioned there's a fine line between off-schedule offense and getting the football out on time uh, and making sure, as Doug Peterson used to say, let the offense work for you. I, I mentioned to Jalen that Nick said that, and he kind of raised his eyebrows. So it's just an interesting, put an asterisk next to that. You know, off-schedule offense is why the Eagles scored against the 49ers. It's basically about the 27-yard scramble um, that Jalen Hurts uh, went deep into San Francisco territory. Then they finished the drive uh, and were able to put the football in the end zone finally. You know, the 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 on-schedule offense, the stuff you're supposed to run, that wasn't working too well. So, you know, maybe maybe there will be a disconnect down the road. I don't think there is a disconnect right now, though. But if things go poorly, yeah, it's natural. That's when you start to have problems. Nobody, Everybody's happy when you win. But if you start losing, then the problems start to crop up. And you look at the Dallas Cowboys, and they're a good offensive team, bad defensive team. The Eagles have a shot to beat them. Um, then you look up two of the next three weeks. They're sandwiched with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have Carolina in between those two games. Well, those are the two Super Bowl teams. Those are the two most high-powered offenses in the NFL. The good news is they're both here at Lincoln Financial Field. The bad news is they're probably going to score some points. So by the time they get here, the Eagles better figure out how to score some points if they want to compete with those two teams. I think they're going to need to score some, figure out how to score some points on Monday night. Well, Dallas has very good offense as well. Um, their defense is susceptible to giving up a lot of points. So, you know, that's uh, a fair point, Krause, in saying, look, we've been talking about this for a while. Can you win a 35-30 game? You might have to win a 35-30 game if you're going to beat the Cowboys. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. The coordinators did speak today. As you said, I don't know how much you actually get from the coordinators when they talk uh, before the prep begins for uh, the next game. I do think the other <clears throat> story here, John, um, is Nick Sirianni's ability to bounce back from – his performance in the home opener against San Francisco admitted performance. Um, that wasn't that good, you know, at least that's what's out there. Now, you know, what's in there. That's what's out there. Nick didn't do such a good job. Uh, as a matter of fact, I heard Brian Baldinger talking on WIP today about some of the 
questionable calls on that fourth and three, even amongst the players. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the players. I don't think we've gotten to that point yet. Um, But again, that's the kind of stuff that will crop up. I think Nick Sirianni admitted really after the game right away, he made some mistakes and he would like to have certainly the fourth and goal back um, on Monday by Monday after he watched the film, he called it gadgety too gadgety. Uh, He's going to put that in his back pocket. Uh, So he seems to realize he made some mistakes. Um, You have Jalen hurts. Um, You know, you're, you're second in the league in rushing granted very small sample size. Um, But the reason you're second in the league for rushing is Jalen hurts. Um, He's your leading rusher. He's averaging about nine yards per carry. You're, Fourth and 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 your first in goal uh, from the one yard line. You have a quarterback who can run the football. Why not let him take it in himself? I mean, the Forty Niners, on the other hand, are they have a quarterback who isn't nearly as capable of running the football as Jalen Hurts, and they had no issues running the quarterback sneak to convert first downs. So I think Nick Sirianni will learn from that. And if you want to take advantage of Jalen Hurts' strengths, well, you should take advantage of Jalen Hurts' strengths. So, yeah, he's got to bounce back. But, I mean, anybody who thought a rookie head coach who's never done this before wasn't going to have issues with play calling at some point, they were pie in the sky. You know, they're in the – they're, you know, they're – they're down by the the gumdrop river and the lollipop forest. I mean, you know, that's a fantasy is what I'm trying to say. Well said, well stated by NFL insider, John McMullen across the Jacob media YouTube channel. Last thing for John on this big night when John McMullen inks the new deal and expands his role with Jacob media more on that uh, over the next couple of days, I'm super excited to make a big announcement Uh, with uh, John's leadership um, as an expansion of the Jacob Media YouTube channel. You know, John, that I sit here on a nightly basis and you know that I want to feel good about (laughs) going into the next game or I want to feel good about what has occurred, something that occurred in the first two games that that is a super positive. And I don't know whether or not you would say, Hey, it's Kenny Gainwell. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, but what would you say? Who, what would you point to out of the first two games that were maybe above or maybe exceeded your expectations? Um, even listen, they're one and one, they're not zero and two, they're one and no. one and they're going into Dallas. What was a good thing out of the first two? Uh, games? The defense, 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 top five, number two when points allowed. Top five in total defense, top five in third down defense, top five in pass defense. I didn't see that coming. Uh, now, you know, not explosive offenses in Atlanta. Uh, San Francisco certainly even lesser so. But the, the Falcons were able to put up some points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they played very well defensively. More so, they played eight quarters of football and giving up two explosive plays, two. 
They've given up a 40-yard pass uh, to Debo Samuel. So explosive plays are generally described as 20 or more yards passing. They've given up one in eight quarters, 15 or more yards rushing. They've given up one. Two explosive plays in two bowl football games. So it's been defense, defense, defense. Ironically, I don't know if the city of Philadelphia notices or cares because they don't blitz and they play zone. So it's not sexy. It's not exciting, but they're getting the job done for the most part. I mean, you watch these games, Krause, watch other games. There's explosive plays all over the place. There's offenses getting 10 in one game. They've given up two total in two games. That's stinking impressive against anybody. Great way to wrap up the football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Right back at it tomorrow morning, Birds 365. Now, if I have if I have everything figured out because I completely botched everything when I closed the show uh, yesterday, I got my Wednesday confused with my Thursday. I was ahead. <laughs> I should have went back. Uh, you will not be on Birds 365 tomorrow with Jody Mack. You'll be a guest on Birds 365 Jeff Kerr will be uh, in the chair uh, with his new green screen uh, and the yeah, nice, open, the the nice ocean screen. logo sitting behind him. Uh, and you will be down at the practice facility uh, in South Philadelphia as everything begins tomorrow in prep for Monday night. Yeah, and COVID testing. So fingers crossed because obviously, uh, you know, Zach Ertz unfortunately tested positive. And we'll see if he can get through it. Um, it's difficult to get through it in a week unless it's a false positive. Then it's not that big of a deal because he is vaccinated. If he stays asymptomatic, it's certainly a possibility. However, if he really does have COVID, it's going to be really difficult to get cleared for that Monday night game in Dallas. So it's always iffy. I always cross my fingers when that when that email comes in, Kraus, Joe Kraus, every Wednesday, typically. It's <laughs> going to be Thursday. I get the emails every night. You always click on that link and you go, oh, you want to see the green light. If you see the red light, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, for Zach, do they start trying <laughs> to clear him tomorrow? Well, I'm if you're asymptomatic, all you need is two tests 24 hours apart. So technically, uh, they put him on the COVID list Monday. So that means he tested positive Monday. Um, they could have tested him again on Tuesday. They could already be deep in this process. Again, it all kind of depend, depends if it's a false positive. It's a, If it's a false positive, it's going to be all good. He's, he's going to be on the field. If he actually contracted COVID, going to be difficult in a week to get two clear tests with 24 hours in between generally that's that's really difficult good stuff on a wednesday night football 24 7 with nfl insider john mcmullen across the jacob media youtube channel don't forget to like and share this video as the border across the bottom says john mcmullen expands role with jacob media and takes us in to the new year. Well done, Johnny Mac. Great stuff. And as always, um, uh, nice to have you um, 
delivering the goods for all of our subscribers and also all of our viewers who um, like it or not, like you or not, uh, you continue to educate. <laughs> Too many. Too many don't. You continue but. to educate uh, and bring a good perspective to it. It's great stuff. Johnny Mac, thank you. On behalf uh, of um, the newly inked and the newly signed John McMullen, on behalf of Xander Krause, he's next. He's already knocking on my door, by the way. He's got to wait. Uh, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.